Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin here with Glenn Esterson. How you doing, Glenn? I'm doing wonderful as always. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And even if I was feeling shitty, do you think I'd say it here? <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. Uh, you know, it did make me when we were uh, getting ready for the podcast today. I was like running from another meeting, and it was like I, I started to think, man, how would I even manage anything else in my life right now? And I was like, and I'm about to go do a podcast about my desire to do something else, and I'm like, I'm an insane person. Well, it's you know, you and me have you know kind of a similar take on life. It's like. We work like our life depends on it, and uh, we just know how to keep going. And, <laughs> yes. um, you know, after decades of doing this exact stuff, this is what we continue to keep doing. We just keep moving forward and somehow make all the hours of the day count and do these insane things of going back and forth and all around and still, and still manage to pull it off once in a while. Uh, yeah, that's what's you know, weird. It's credit, we're credit too, man. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Let's pat ourselves on the back. Man, we're awesome. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining <laughs> us today. Um, it's been a day. So, all right. We're going to be talking about Glenn's book, The Mobile Home Park Manifesto. And before we get into that, Glenn, you did just go through like a little bit of a renaming. So like, what is the final title of the book? And I know it's long, oh, if you can still remember it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mouthful now. Uh, based on the guidance of some really great guys in this industry, uh, George Allen specifically, who's one of the, for lack of a better term, and I hate to use the term gurus, but if anybody fits that definition, it's him. And, uh, you know, he, he was nice enough to review my book and had some 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 comments that, that he made that I thought were very relevant. So we, we took them we, we, we took them for what they are and uh, said, you know what, it makes sense. And we, we, we decided to adjust the title just ever so slightly. But the title is now uh, a, a much longer mouthful. And if you give me a second, I'll probably be able to remember it. Um, <laughs> it's but, a soliloquy uh, by uh, Shakespeare. <laughs> exactly. Thou shalt own a mobile home park and maketh a lot of money. Yeah. So the the new the new uh, term is going to be, or, or the, the the title of the book is still the Mobile Home Park Manifesto, but we added a subtitle to it, and that subtitle is a guide to ethical and profitable investing in non-institutional grade land lease communities. Like I said, <laughs> you know, it has man, a real a ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we definitely didn't want we, we didn't want to give any you know misunderstandings uh, about who this book is intended for. It's not for the institutional guys. It's not for these right. monster deals that 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 sometimes I'm involved with, uh, but have very little relevance to the guys that I'm trying to help out. The guys that are coming into this industry and the mom and pops that are already in the industry and struggling and not understand you know why. They're not having the kind of successes that they should be having. And, you know, if you buy a 300-unit park and it's all grade A, even if it's all park-owned homes, you're probably going to be just fine. Um, but if you have a 40-unit park in a tertiary market with aged homes that are from the 70s, maybe this book would be better, you know, for you than it would be for the guy buying that, that larger deal. And that's really what I'm trying to, to emphasize, and I think the subtitle made a lot of sense because George Allen went into it 
uh, assuming it was, you know, for guys like him who buy these, these monster, beautiful parks and, you know, are, are a different animal altogether than the kind of stuff that, that I generally sell and the guys have stuff that my buyers typically buy. That'll be the um, next so we book. Had some, yeah. That, that can be the next book. Exactly. You know, there's about five other books now that need to be written. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Work <laughs> creates more work. That is for I sure. Tell you. All right. So today, Glenn, we're going to be looking at chapter six of the book. And for those who have joined us midstream and don't know what we do, I'm learning how to, uh, you know, possibly buy into a park and learning everything. And we're using Glenn's book as kind of the guide to the first batch of podcasts that we do. And today we're going to be covering chapter six, which which Glenn titled Goals and Long-Term Focus. So, Glenn, when you wrote that chapter, what were your thoughts? Where's your head at? What's the goal of this chapter for the reader? Well, it's really to help set people's expectations with this 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 business of investing in what is one of the harder investments to to manage. Um, you know, we we all have you know we all probably have some lofty goals out there. A lot of us want to make a lot of money and have a beautiful family and be happy and healthy and all that kind of stuff. Great. We all have those same kind of things. But what about like, how do you actually get it into place? And what type of mentality do you have to have to be able to make that happen? Um, because it's not, we're not all, you know, born and bred the same way. And we're not all cut from the same fabric, you know? And so you have to have, you know, some, some real um, uh, 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 truth talk with yourself. Uh, because otherwise you might be finding yourself just, wow, this is hard. Wow, I'm not good at this. Wow, that was all my money. And now I'm going to have a real hard time in life. Um, and, you know, you don't want to find yourself in that kind of thing. So up, up front, I touched just a little bit about uh, about goals and how to set those goals and why it's important to set those goals. The You know, you have to really kind of start with what is your real long-term focus um, can, with, with investing. Can we, we try always, it? Can you just ask me a couple of the questions that come up in your list? Sure. Sure. So it's, you know, it starts with the one I just asked, what is, you know, what is your real long-term focus? And, and, you know, if, if it's just some kind of, you know, thing in your head, well, I want to be rich and happy one day. Well, great. It's, you know, it's a dream. It's not a goal. It's a dream, you know? Right. Um, and you, you have to, you know, put that, that, that dream on paper to turn it into a, into a goal. And then you have to write up the steps, what that means to you. And that's so far up the chain, you're going to write, write steps the rest of your life. But now once you've kind of narrowed it down into, well, Hey, look, I've decided I'm going to invest in real estate. Now I have to decide what kind of real estate I want to invest in. Somehow you, you end up in this category of mobile home parks and you're saying, this is what I want to spend my time and money investing into because everybody says I can get more money out of this. And, uh, you know, work is work and I'll just work like I've worked and I'll, I'll invest in here and get a higher yield. So you have to, you know, kind of, you know, at least have some basis where you start. Cause you know, like, like, like most things in life, if you don't know what you want, you just kind of out there just scrambling around. You're not really going to get to where you're trying to go on time. Uh, if at all. Um, so you gotta, you gotta visualize what that end goal is and how, how you're going to get there is, is the steps that you're going to work on. Um, and so, you know, I, I tend to break my goals up in, 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 into, you know, different platforms or buckets or whatever you want to kind of call it. You know, I got my family, I got my personal self, I got my social life, which is, 
you know, probably <laughs> the smallest aspect of my life, of my buckets right now. And then my professional life. Right. Um, and, and in each year, right, as most people do, we think about, well, how can I make this thing better or that thing better? And, and we, we come up with plans for it. So we're narrowed this down now to our professional life. We've narrowed it down to what investment vertical we're trying to, to do some real estate investing in. And, and we're saying it's these mobile homes. So, you know, it, it's, at this point, something you have to kind of say, well, what kind of mobile homes am I trying to invest in? Where am I trying to invest? What, how much money am I trying to invest? What can I afford to invest without jeopardizing my other buckets? What, what, can, I, you know, what can I realistically do when I'm saying I want to invest in real estate? Um, you know, some people might say, you know, hey, like I got a, you know, $200,000. It's the first time I've ever had $200,000. I want to go and, and put it into a, a million-dollar park and you know do the business that way i i tend to remind people that that's a terrible idea um you know it's a, we all we all know how hard it is to earn that first you know chunk of change and how quickly it goes and if you hadn't already set the, your life up to be able to uh, uh continue on with 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 not having that money you're not in a position you know if you don't have your you know a year's worth of savings and you don't have your job stuff figured out because, you know, you're just like, oh, be a passive investment. You're, you're going to come get hammered by, you know, by life. It's, you know, this business is not very passive, especially for the kind of stuff that we're selling and the kind of stuff that I'm pretty sure most of my buyers are going to buy on the first time. It's not passive. And you have to be realistic and you have to understand there's real travel constraints. There's real money constraints. There's lots of headaches. And by doing by, by by having some goals lined out for yourself and seeing that, hey, I, I do want to do this, but I need to, I, I don't want to be on a plane and then have to drive, you know, two, three more hours out to wherever to get there and have to do that once a week. Because first of all, you'll, you'll probably go broke because the park's not making enough money for you to afford that kind of travel. And it's not going to be a good time. So you have to really kind of visualize the where, the what, the how, and the whys about this deal. And then start coming up with the practical planning. Like who is, who's going to be your manager? Who's going to finance this deal? Who's going to be your insurer? Who's the banker that you, that you're going to be working with? Who's your advisory team? Who's your maintenance team? You know, who's going to do, uh, you know, who's going to answer the call at two o'clock in the morning when you have a, a park owned home spitting water all over the place, you know, who, who's going to be that kind of stuff. And before you're investing and buying, you have to have this plan figured out because otherwise, how are you going to know where to look? You're going to look, over in Wyoming, if you live in Florida for a deal, I mean, maybe, but that might not be the easiest thing for you to deal with on your first uh, on your first part. Um, and so these are the steps and goals that I talk about through the book about, uh, you know, what's necessary to, to kind of figure out for yourself. And I can't tell you what for yourself. I can just put the ideas into you. Well, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? Expect these type of things to happen. And you have to be just very honest with yourself and come to um, come to terms with what you can and what you can't do. Um, the last thing you want to do is get into this business and make your life harder than it is with no positive outcome. Because this getting into this business is going to make your life harder in the beginning. Um, but it, if you've done it, if you do it right, it should be a positive outcome for you after a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. And there's a lot to talk about there, but that's kind of the premise of the chapter. Yeah, and, and, I'm glad and you don't know anything about this subject. You had nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so what what I was thinking is is man you you're saying all the things I, and it made me 
the things that make me not want to do it, like every time I talk to you, I'm like, man, I don't know if this is right for me because it's, it's so much work, but I think that there's a special person, right? There's that person out there who's looking for something to do and grow. And I feel like this is a great business for those people that want something that they can really see it take shape. And it's not just about, for me, it's passive income, right? But even though I know it's not passive, but it's like wealth and, and, and long-term, you know, cash flow. Like I, I think right. about, it, about it like that. And, you know, there's, there's lots of, you know, what, what, what works for you doesn't work for somebody else and vice versa. And, and like I always knew growing up, there's, and was told a hundred times by my dad, you know, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. You just have to just first just figure gross. out what kind of, you know, what, what you're doing, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, I know, but that's in the South as always say, you know? Um, and uh, the, you know, with this business, you want passive and you're willing to pay for passive. And, you know, you live in an area where there's not a lot of activity, unless you, you know, in New Hampshire anyways. Um, so you would have to most likely travel around to go find something. Uh, whereas the guy in Florida might have many options there and w- might not need to go anywhere, uh, except that his yield might be a little small. So the first thing you're going to come up to is like, well, geez, do, do I want to buy a stable, passive type of park or do I want to buy a park I got to fix? Um, and create more value. And then do I want to just flip out of this park after three, five, seven years, or am I a long-term holder? You know, and you have to decide what are you, what really, and you can change your mind anytime, but you have to have a plan to start now because it's just important that to know where you're trying to get to. Um, and you have to really calculate your downside. What if all hell breaks loose and you lose everything? What is what does that look like for you, and can you tolerate that? Because this business, as as I've said many times, has a lot of risk, and there's a lot of risk exposure on every deal you buy, even the cleanest, prettiest little parks that you'd be like, I'd let Grandma live there. There is still, uh, you know, risk exposure on all of these things. So you have to really kind of figure it out. You know, it's not like buying a house in this business, you know, or buying a package of houses where you can just, you know buy them for 50 grand, fix them for 20 grand, sell them for a hundred grand and make, you know, make your spread uh, and do that in, in 60 or 90 days or 180 days. That doesn't happen in this business. You have to have much longer hold times, typically, um, you know, at least a full year, usually two or three or four years before that property is going to be ready to, to be marketed again and, and you get paid properly. Um, so, it's, it's a game. You know, it's a long game and you got to play it. It's a long and, game. And there are people it who is. are into that and people who make a lot of money at it. And like the, the podcast from yesterday, um, episode 12, we talked about, you know, those deals and going through those deals and those large ones that, that you know, it's a heavy lift because it's so big and the cost is so high. But the cash flow on that is just crazy. I mean, that's and that's where it gets really interesting. And I just don't, I think there's a certain deal that is going to come along. That's going to be the one for me. That's like that, but smaller or something that pops up right close to me where I can like cut my teeth on it and see if I like it. And if not like, you know, property manager and just toss cash at it until I can figure out a way to sell it. 
something where I'm not right. going to feel too stuck, like maybe 20 to 40 yacht lots or something like that, uh, which there's a few of those right around me. There's one literally right, right. down the street. Yeah. And there's, you know, there, there, there's, if you're open to, to seeing what, you know, those options look like and being willing to meet the market demands of your local area and not try to be so bold on ego, like, Oh, well, I can just, go out to Alaska and buy a park and I'll make it work from, you know, from, from Atlanta, Georgia, you know, it's a lot easier. You know, I would much rather see you buy your first 20 unit deal in Barrington, you know, and, and say, Hey, I had success with this 20 unit deal. Maybe I'll go buy a 40 unit deal, you know, towards Boston somewhere, you know, And, and get a little further from home and get you know another stabilized property and see that because i think that's a better growth pattern for for you particularly not necessarily yeah, for that, everybody but for you particularly. that makes more um, sense to me so like when those come up we'll have to talk about those glenn this was super informative um again this is chapter six from the book the uh mobile home park manifesto and then a really long catchy tagline <laughs> Um, if you want to learn more about Glenn and look at listings and just be part of the experience, go to the MHP If you want to reach Glenn via email, it looks like somebody's emailing Glenn right now. It's G Esterson at the MHP And you can call Glenn directly on his mobile phone, send him weird pics, do tons of crazy things to annoy Glenn at 423-483-0492. For the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast, I'm Jason Sroten for Glenn Esterson. Thank you for listening and have a great day.